Welcome back to the PED Podcast. You already know who this is. It's definitely your favorite sofa child. <sighs> Shark, come back at you once again. And yo, I got a great, great speaker for you today. She's a manifester, man. More than you guys know, she's a manifester. And her name is Ken Yana, right? I'm gonna make sure I'm saying that right because I don't want her to hurt me. Ken, uh, Ken Yana David, all right? And she's a powerful speaker. I actually um, saw your um, picture and everything on Sherelle Walker during the summit as well. And I had, I had all the women's picture, all right? And just to see so many beautiful women on that platform that actually came and spoke and crushed it, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. I, I felt like I was a little kid in a candy store, right? I was like, man, this is, this is a wonderful idea. And to have so many people, so many speakers, so many women like, yeah, let's do it from all over the world. I was like, I'm so, so, I'm so honored to be here for my first time. You know, that was crazy. So shout out to Shay on a mission, Shay Walker, and for that opportunity for us. So Kenyana, hey, let the PG podcast speakers know, look, who this beautiful soul is. Let me hear your sound, hear your voice. And I want them to know that that, that brand of yours is a book. All right, so I want you to introduce them who you are and what you do on this wonderful, on this planet. Cause it's, it's a reason why you're here. We was, we was manifested between each other. Sure. Hey everybody. Um, my name is Kenyana David and I am all about positive energy. I'm all about unicorn things and good times <laughs> and good friends. Um, that's me. I think I'm here just to just be positive energy. You mean positive energy. energy, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's an entrepreneur as well and an educator. And like I said, she's a book and be an educator of so many things. Um, I want to touch on a few things because you're also a community, a community advocate, right? Mm-hmm. And can you just touch a little bit on what a community advocate and before we go a little deeper into who you are and what you do, we're going to take a, a short brief prayer. Everybody's going to join us on that prayer. And then we're going to, um, like I said, give it back to the most high as always. And then we're going to dive a little deeper about who Kenyana David is. So um, could you tell everyone um, that's listening, wherever they are, that's watching, what is a community, a community advocate? It's a person, and we all are that person to some extent, that are just taking note of what's happening in the community and being the change that we want to see. Um, we are getting involved in initiatives in the city, in the region, in the state, in the country, and and speaking up, you know, being the voice um, for things that we see and that, that don't necessarily um, for me personally, everything that I'm involved in doesn't necessarily speak to where I'm at in life per se. Like for example, I'm really involved in Open Buffalo, which is all about um, acknowledging uh, some of the the places in the in the community people are. Um, like they're in food deserts, they are um, not getting proper attention, medical attention, they're not getting proper, um, they're not uh, learned and tested in, in politics that's going on and getting out and, and being involved in that, being a part of that, learning um, to communicate, listening, to understand as opposed to listening to respond and judge and doing the footwork. Sometimes it's behind the desk and sometimes it's out in the community, but 
all of it is moving toward a better community. So advocating for those who can't, advocating with those that do, mm -hmm. um, advocating for things that you just see as something that you need to get involved in. So that's, that's a community too. What made you start to, um, to be a community advocate? Because I recognize that I am blessed, but my circumstances, your circumstances, everybody's circumstances can change instantly. Like anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, you can have money in your bank account today and have nothing in there next week. Um, you could, you know, your house could catch fire and you're displaced and you're in a food desert and you're trying to figure out where's the closest grocery store. Um, I'm really involved in Mona's House, which um, uh, supports uh, drug, uh, not drug, uh, sex traffic victims. Um, and, you know, as a woman, anything can happen. You know, you can walk up to, you know, an older lady can walk up to you and you not even know that you're being trafficked. You know, you're thinking you're helping her, you know, put stuff in her car and all of a sudden you're in a different situation. So being hyper aware that your circumstances can change and supporting those whose circumstances have already changed, you know? And, you know, I think when you're, when you realize it could be you, you think different, you work different um, and you can empathize, you know, you're not, oh, that's too bad, as opposed to, you know, realizing you're a woman too. No yeah. one acts to be in these kind of situations and they just happen. It's nothing that they did. A lot of times it's nothing that they did wrong. It's just something happened, <clears throat> something went terribly wrong and we all can be in that situation. So I really like to get involved in things that I know is not their fault. It, it, it wouldn't be my fault. Um, and just getting involved, you know, that's that's a big, maybe that's why I'm here. It is why you're here. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm here. It is why you're here. Yeah, that's your mission. That's your, that's your personal legend. And then <clears throat> before we just start talking about, um, you said the Mona House, right? The Mona House that you, that you um, is an advocate for and you not only take time for yourself to learn and be aware, but you hear out so many other women that has been into these situations to prevent others to get into this situation or what to do in this situation. We're gonna give it back to the most high and I always love to give back to the most high and I tell every listener to the podcast that it's not about um, us giving a name, it's about us just giving back because we can get stuck in giving a name and we can have a, a controversy of who we, what, what name we think solidify the most high. But as long as you give back to the most high, um, that's what we're here to do. All right, so we're gonna take a, a small word of prayer and then we're gonna dive a little deeper into who Kiana David is and what what is this Mona house and how can you be aware of it yourself? Because you got me interested. I wanna know more. All right, so let's take this little prayer, all right? Father God, I come to you as humble as we know how, just saying thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the unity. And thank you for all the knowledge and wisdom that will be shared onto this podcast. But thank you for Alana, Kenyana, and I together and just inspiring so many others that's listening to this podcast, watching this podcast. And as we continue to push forward and even separate after the podcast, Father God, we pray that we touch someone, at least one person, impact someone around the world that will continue to spread the knowledge and be 
aware of the things around us. Father God, we just continue to say thank you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hey. So, hey, and and um what what school? Like where you said Buffalo. You say I know you and um Shea Walker share the same area because you guys both is in Buffalo. Buffalo where? Buffalo, New York? Yep. Buffalo, New York. Hey, my wife is from New York. And I'm, I'm also gravitating a lot of, uh, toward a lot of New Yorkers. And that's because, you know, one thing I realized about New Yorkers, hmm. they like the grind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a grind and hustle state. Yes. I'm talking about fast-paced thinkers. And uh, that's, I'm like, okay, I'm gravitating uh, with more New Yorkers. That's fine. I like it. I get to see so many of you guys' perspectives because it's, it's brilliant the way you guys think. Just just saying, like, I'm not looking at it like I'm dissecting the world. And like, oh, that's a New Yorker. Oh, that's a Souther. Oh, I'm from the South, so I just know, you know, I'm from the South, so I know how 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 it is. You know, it's different. So I'm learning about more up north culture and how you guys learn. I'm like, I actually think it's brilliant. I think they should bring in a lot of um, the mindset. Or it's like how how to go get it in life. I feel like the South would be taught a lot of that. This being honest, you know what's so funny? I agree with you. And I am originally from Spunbury, South Carolina, so I can see the difference, like the mindset, how I was raised, and even when I go back home and I see the difference. Here, it's definitely survival of the fittest with a lot of things. You know, even you know having a business you know with the government is survival of the fittest do you do the things that you're supposed to do in the order to survive um, so i can i can definitely see the difference uh south and north for sure and i've never been up north i'm gonna go one day maybe maybe not i watch a lot of uh what is it called uh was the criminal show CSI? My mom used to watch a lot of it, and you know, it all focused a lot up in New York, up in New York or up north, and it didn't really give me much motivation to be like, go up there. So I, you know, I, was like, I play ball. I was like, I go play ball, but then I, I want to come back. You know, I'm not. You but, know what? You gotta come. You gotta come. Okay. Buffalo, Western New York is different than New York City. But okay. Western New York, I think if say like you go to Niagara Falls and you see this magic of of the falls it's empowering you feel like you really could do anything you know right, you, that's true. and we're like right at the border of canada so you can literally just look over and see canada and just to be able to see a whole nother country to see you know all these cool things happening it's a really it's a high and it's in of itself like you fit, you don't feel like a horse. You feel like a unicorn. <laughs> it's a magical place. Yeah. That's cool. That's actually pretty dope. I actually really, really want to go to Canada. You know, my brother has always in his lifetime, one fun fact is about my twin, has always wanted to go to Canada. I don't know what it is about Canada. And then as I grow up in life, I'm like, I just, I want to go to Canada. I know the healthcare is really good as um, far as like um, medical. They have really good health care. And so I'm like, I want to go to Canada. I don't know any bad thing about Canada. And my wife likes Canada. So we all here like, let's go to Canada. No, so why not? Right? Let me know when you get here. Hey, that's dope. That's dope. We can all vibe. That's that's dope. We're going to put you in brain check. We're going to talk about it. All right. Okay. <clears throat> and also, Kiana is also a, found, it's a founder at 8118. Um, talk about the 8118 because... Um, that's that's new. Well, for me, 
And I know for others that's listening, they're like, what is 8118? So uh, talk a little bit more about 8118, just give them a brief description of what it is and what you do with of it. Sure. So um, 8118 uh, is a boutique marketing firm in that it specializes in email marketing. No other digital marketing, just email marketing and for female entrepreneurs. So that's uh, in the spaces of coaches, consultant advisors. Um, and the focus is through an education standpoint, which is where the female marketing uh, for entrepreneurs come in. So all of the work is done through the academy um, where there's master classes, there's labs like action labs where um, can work on email sequences, can work on just regular emails, newsletters. Um, there's, um, it's coming from a space of learning, you know, not, not following the trends. Um, right now with marketing, it's a lot of like fluff, you know, like how to have, you know, um, how to connect with people, but it's not necessarily authentic. So we really focus on what do you sound like? What is something that you would say? <clears throat> All about relational marketing. I, I don't really get into transactional marketing, but the focus is to help female entrepreneurs learn how to make money with email marketing. It has the highest rate of return. Um, and when done right, when it's done authentically, where you're having genuine conversations with your um, your buyers, subscribers, audience, um, whatever language you want to use, that's where the conversion comes in. Right. So not hard selling anyone, um, but just building authentic relationships. So that's the complete focus of 8118 and, and the, the FEM Academy. Um, but 8118 at the baseline, the name is the year I was born, which is 81 and 18, which is when I really figured out using myself as an educator, you know, like getting away from um, the way coaching is supposed to be done, or if you're a consultant or you're a coach and taking out that stuff and using um, what I know, the skill set and focusing on email marketing from an education standpoint, but with energy, with a personality, with fun, with grace. Um, so I am having a blast. Um, I work with a lot of really cool entrepreneurs, um, but I've also got an opportunity to work with a lot of organizations. So a big component is going into organizations like um, recently I went into the library and did some um, some workshops there on, you know, just how to have a conversation in email, you know, without being weird. <laughs> yeah, so I get to go because it can be very beneficial in businesses and just personally too. You know, like I said, not coming out weird, coming off the right way, getting a, a mutual conversation. Yeah. So I am having a blast with that. Um, I finally <laughs> feel like I figured out my space with entrepreneurship, something that works for me um, as a person, mm -hmm. uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, and this is this is my jam full time. This is what mm -hmm. I wake up to do every day. So it's, it's cool. That commitment. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You also an alumni too at the University of Phoenix. Yes. Hey, what year? Shout your year out. So for the University of Phoenix is 2012 and 2014. Um, but I'm also alum uh, alumni of uh, Alfred University for what year? Oh, 2000. 
2004. Yes. So I went to um, brick and mortar online, stayed on I mean, uh, on site, stayed on campus. That was really, really cool. Um, but the University of Phoenix has a soft spot. Like my learning style works best with the University of Phoenix. Like I like to read and, and I'm not an audio learner. So with Alfred, I love Alfred. Um, I, I met my I husband. Alfred. I do, I love Alfred. I still keep in contact with friends, but the University of Phoenix, um, when I went back to, uh, I love school. So I went back for a second um, bachelor's. I love school. I absolutely love it. Um, and then my master's and now I'm doing my doctor, um, doctorate there. And I like them. I, I really do. They're, they're so. Shout out to the schools, man. Like I like school. Like sometimes I, there's courses in school that I don't like, but oh, the, sure, yeah. the overall just being in school, learning something new, like why not? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm talking about you can do other things with your time. So I'm not going to school plus add value on my time. Right. Like, right. You're doing it anyway. You know, like you're learning, you know, by, you know, going to workshops or buying books or you're learning anyway, just to have it in a formalized, you know, sequence, essentially. Um, and honestly, for college, like I talk to my students all the time about it. It's a resource. It's not it's not a magic trick. You know, you're not going to necessarily get a certain job or get a certain career, which is school. It's a, a set of resources. You know, like you learn all these cool things, you learn all these dope techniques, you meet all these dope people to 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 use in your career. Right. So it's, it's, that's fact. This is so true. Yeah. Like, they they always a piece somewhere. You know, you can learn so much from so many people. Mm -hmm. so that's really dope. That's what that's the one thing I like. Well, love about entrepreneurship. Like even even in the military, I had an opportunity to like. I was like, why, why did I meet this person, bro? Like that was that was like the thing. I was like, I'm only I only met you here, and I just want to know what purpose did you do? Yeah, everyone has purpose. Every right. single person. Right. And I started, entrepreneurship made me realize, like, <clears throat> in the military, every person that came in my life had a purpose. Every event in your life had a purpose. And so right. being, being on the, the road of entrepreneurship, I, I agree with you. Like, that's the biggest thing I learned and I love about it. Like, every person that comes to my life, I'm like, okay, where are you going to serve? All right, I'm ready to know. You know yes. You got you got information on the email. And that's, that's really, really dope. Because there's so many people, especially starting off um, entrepreneurship or just starting a business or want to know how to uh, improve their business. That can be a beneficial thing. Yeah, and you know what? it's an untapped market right now. You know, there are there are people talking about email marketing for sure, but it's like overthought to me. Like they overthink it, you know, like the formula and don't forget the call to action and all these things. It's like when you see people out on the street, you have a short conversation. Hey, how's it going? How are you feeling? Did you know this? Or let me tell you that. Like just normal conversations, you're just putting in an email. So right. I'm you know, I, there is formula um, that you should consider, you know, because those are tools and things in ActiveCampaign and MailChimp and SendBlue and all those things. But really it's just short conversations with your homie. <laughs> That's all yeah, it is. You just, you just have a conversation, you're being honest. Like, yeah. Being honest, not hiding back with like, just let you know what I want, here I come, I'm gonna tell you what, what happened today. And that's it. That's and, it. 
And that's, that helps um, talk about what today is. Today we're going to talk about raising the awareness because with all this knowledge that you have, being an author, being an entrepreneur, um, going to school, so much background, you have accomplished so many things in that. So I want everyone to know who is Kenyatta David like. So describe Kenyatta David. And you can do it in three words or you can do it in 30 seconds, either or. Hmm. So I am excited. That's my energy level all day. I am <laughs> excited about everything. I'm excited to wake up. I'm excited to get a cup of coffee. I'm excited for any meetings. I'm enthusiastic about everything. I. I feel like everything is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. Every person I meet is an opportunity. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I look forward to it. Um, that's Kenyana. Like I just, I love life. I love all the things that are going on in my life. And and it's not all all great. You know, like I'm, I'm really busy. I have, um, you know, a family that I don't get to spend a whole lot of time with. Um, I have challenges like everybody else, but I'm enthusiastic yeah. about just having the opportunity to have challenges. Like I'm, I, I just feel blessed in every minute of the day. That is you my, that's who I am. This is what you get all day. Thank <laughs> you. So when you see Kiana Davis, just be like, yeah. She got the smile on her face because every day she's taking a lesson from it, right? Yeah. From it and she loves it. She's excited about it every day. Every day, everything, every person. Yeah. You use that person in school. You're like, man, what is she smelling for? It's six o'clock in the morning trying to figure out why we up. Everybody <laughs> in class at eight, the bell is rung and Kiana's just ready for class. You ready for school? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> every day. So I have Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I have an 8 a.m. class. And I get there at like 7.15 and I wait, right? Right. Um, right. And then they get there and they're, you know, they, they're so tired. You know, they're, they've probably been up all night. And I'm like, get excited. Get excited. Like, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but, but you know what? Positive energy transfers. So like by mm -hmm. the end of class, you know, this is how they started the day. You know, they, they started with somebody who's excited about all the things. And, you know, they hold on to a little bit and that's cool. That's yeah, that's cool. Energy is transferable. It is. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like more people should open their, should open, be open-minded to that because like, I learned like even just you waking up in the morning time and you stuff it on on the on bed and you start having bad thoughts. Your day start to go down from there, just from that energy. And you can honestly stay in that energy and be mad all because of bed all day. And I'm like, I never thought about that. Like, I, I can attract, you know, things to agitate me. It can be the smaller things. And you can, but you can also, in that same sense, especially my mom taught me, like, if you can't change it right then, right there, move on. Move on. That was my mom taught me. Right. And you've survived 100% of everything that's gone terribly wrong. Like, everything. That's true. So, like, somebody hit my car not too long ago. And everybody was freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I'm like, this is a bummer. You know, but I'm more like, 
It's a bummer because it's inconvenient, but at the end of the day, the car can be fixed. Nobody was hurt. You know, like in an hour, this is all going to be over. We're going to call the insurance company, get it taken care of. It's over. Like, why carry that energy all day? It's it's inconvenient. It's a bummer. That's all it is. But everybody's freaking out. Like, your car. And I'm thinking, it's a car. It still runs. I'm going to get in this bad boy and drive off. He's going. That's it. It's over. Like, it's done. You also so, have kids too, kids and a husband, right? Mm-hmm. Man, they, they, you gotta have energy. So you yes. might well have the positive energy. You might well carry the positive energy. You're not doing it alone. You got your kids to inspire you, husband to inspire you, and even throughout the day, um, you probably still be like, I'm tired. I don't want to be inspiration no more. But you still do it because you know, like, the, as the day go on, it's gonna continue to, like you say, be transferable. It can rub off. I rather rub off positive energy than negative. Right, and I preserve my energy all day. So, like, if something is, you know, going on that's, that has nothing to do with me, it's not my problem, an argument or something. Like, I just don't. It's not my. It's not my thing. Like, I don't. I, I'm. I'm an imp. Let's start there. So, any energy, I'm gonna absorb it. And I know that if somebody's hurting, I'm gonna be sad all day and oh my gosh. So if it's not anything that, if it's none of my business, yeah. I stay out of it. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't even um, Certain music, if it, if it makes me feel a certain way, I just, I just don't listen to it. So I can stay in this space all day, you know? Right. right. It works most of the time. If, if that if that protects your energy, I, I, I teach my kids that. I teach, my wife teaches. Um, she teaches me at times that, especially when I get too caught into things, it's like you're putting too much energy. Like, because it, it's literally you can get caught in something. One thing all day, you look up like I didn't do anything today, and this still didn't change, right? Like you said, your car got hit. In four hours, it was all gonna be over. The insurance gonna pay for it. I don't have to stand this energy. And even if I couldn't fix it, they're not gonna be able to fix it. Just you know, move forward. All right, bring more positive energy towards you. You might get something good out of it. All right. So right. to me, I think it's worth it. I think it's it worth really it. It really is. And then when you do it you know, often, that's that's just who you kind of become. So it's right. you know, it's not something that you're trying to do like, you know, the person that hit my car, I would I, it was a bummer. I was like really today really but then you know I'm sitting there talking to him and he's a human like me yeah it was an accident, right, it was an accident. he didn't intentionally you know want to tie up his day with a couple hours so we just chatted about other stuff like what are we gonna do you know just be mad right or we, we could be I mean you can it's a choice but no you gotta y'all can sit there and just you know, it was better. It's honestly, it was probably better. It was a reason why you um you guys sat there and talked. And the accident happened for a reason. Everything happened for a reason. So yeah. you can say, like you said, you can sit here and be mad, calling it energy, or you can get something out of it, like a conversation. You never know who you were talking to, right? Or vice versa. They never know the type of person, the knowledge that you have. They could be beneficial, or you could be beneficial in their life somehow. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely a choice. I, mm -hmm. I. I choose to be positive. This positive person that you are, were you this type of person in school too? Oh, like yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I get there. I'm excited. Um, And with the students, so I teach different levels. So I have freshmen for critical thinking. Um, that's interesting. 
and then I have juniors for marketing and then seniors for leadership. But then I go into the high schools and teach entrepreneurship. But I, yeah, it's the same energy. I'm excited. It's stuff I know. It's stuff that I think they should know. Um, but I, I really love all my students. I really do. And because I feel like school does not have to be assignments and deadlines and advisors. You know, like I really pour into them. I invite them to things like my Toastmasters class, um, the different organizations I'm involved in. If there's an event, I invite them. Um, I buy tickets for them. Like we had a etiquette class last night. They had a, a career planning department. I uh, had an etiquette class and one of my students was sitting there um, and we're talking, this is his first time having like a, a four course meal. And I was like, I think you need to practice, you know? So I invite him to, um, there's a golf event, a golf fundraiser uh, where they're gonna have, you know, plated meals and stuff. So I'm like, you know, Christian, I really think you should come and practice and see if you still remember all the stuff you learned. So, but I get my interns from there. Um, I go to all their events, any initiative that they have. Um, they're exhausting, I'll tell you. They do a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just, I really pour into them. If they want to, I'll sponsor a membership for an organization because I want them to get involved and I don't want it to be, um, you know, they're holding themselves back because, you know, the cost is something or they don't understand, like, get out there, be great. College is not, college is important, but it is. it's not the end. Like you have to supplement your learning. Yeah. You know, you have to do other stuff to make it valuable. Like the piece of paper in and of itself doesn't have any value. No. So, but I love on them. I get to class, we're excited. You know, I, they know all my business ah. within reason. Like, you know, I'm very transparent with them, um, with my business. You know, they know everything from what I do to how much money I make. Like, I want it to be a very honest, like, this isn't, I'm superior and you're not, you know, right. I'm facilitating learning. Some of the stuff you already know, you know, right. you're doing these things. You just don't maybe have a definition to it or an example for it. But we unpack all kinds of things and um, I think they don't know how, like I told them how old I am, but a lot of the, the professors are a little bit older. Um, and there's not many of color, you know? So that's another thing. Like um, some of my classes don't have any black students, you know? So, Interesting. you know, representation is everything. And to be excited about teaching is important. You know, going in there and just, this is what we're gonna learn today. No, we're gonna, we're gonna jam out. Um, I have a membership to the masterclass. So we watched Usher the other day. Yeah. I was like, he's a transferable skill. He's an entertainer. I can't sing and dance, but he's talking about presentation. He's talking about performance. Like these are transferable skills. You do not have to learn everything by the textbook. But yeah, I, I have a good time with them. Hey. And the, the high schoolers, they ask the craziest questions, but they, you know, they're learning. Right. Um, and I think it's so important to be transparent with students. Like, you know, that's that's not appropriate question or that's none, of, you know, you don't want to say none of your business, but no, let they're curious. They're curious. Yeah. Even when they ask questions about entrepreneurship, like, you know, how much money you make, it, it's not a secret. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really not a secret. You need to know that this year I made nothing. And this year I made something, you know, and what was the difference? Let's unpack it. Let's get out the whiteboard and see what, 
what <laughs> Professor David did terribly wrong and what she did right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love teaching. Absolutely love it. The transparency I like. The transparency that you have being open, it brings it's bring a different world, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, well, okay, even though you ask that question, I'm gonna be honest with you. you know? Oh yeah. And this was the type of person you were growing up too, right? You know? Um, I was, but I didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. It wasn't really supported. Um, entrepreneurship was not supported at all. It was like, get, get you a real job. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was curious. Um, but I don't know, a lot of things just wasn't supported, which is probably why I love on, you know, the students even more. Um, because I was always the same, but it was like, you know, a calm down, like, you know, kind of lower your energy, you know, or right. when it comes to transparency, don't tell people all your business. Right. So it wasn't, you know, who I am now is kind of like a, I'm gonna do what I want. This feels natural. This is okay. But, but growing up, it was, it was always kind of like trying to like put me, not in a box, but like you know, keep me contained to some extent with it. You gotta be unapologetically yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. You're like, look, I'm me. You can take it, but I'm most honest. So that's the most important thing, right? All right. That's, right. that's pretty. That's pretty dope. You know, like I said, transparency growing up is it wasn't as open, and but that that did lead you to being the person you are today. And so, how how did you actually start the road of entrepreneurship? You know, we know that you, at growing up, you had this in you being transparent, although it wasn't as open, you know, you didn't understand it as you grew up, you start to understand more. So what led you to the road of entrepreneurship? Uh, curiosity. I, I didn't really, um, I didn't use the word entrepreneurship for a really long time. Um, but I had entrepreneurial things that I was doing and, and no one knew what to do with it. Like, for example, when I was in Alfred, I kept starting organization. It was like, there's no debate team, I'm gonna start a debate team, you know? And and I kept starting organization um, and no one said, well, maybe you're creative. It was just kind of, okay, let her do it. And then um, the last year I was there, I started this calendar of men against domestic violence. and. You know, I put together this whole thing with taking pictures and, you know, they had video and I called this organization in California and I was like, hey, if you send me some stuff, I'll send you some money. And they was like, OK, um, and did this thing and raised this money. So I knew that I could do things, but it just wasn't a, a, a term for it. It was and even, you know, I graduated, I got a job and I was frustrated in my job because they wouldn't let me create anything, you know, like mm. it was, well, this is how we do it. You right. know, this is, you know, this is what we stick to. So I, I didn't have any room to like, well, what about this? You know, and it was, I, that's how I really just kind of went rogue. You know, it was, I need to create stuff. Like the money, the money didn't really, it wasn't really the first thing on my mind. It was, I need to create. I feel constricted, you know, like I feel like I can't. Like everything's black and white. I like a little color. So um, that's how I got started. And then um, there wasn't even a lot of supports for entrepreneurship. Like there was none. Um, there were a couple of programs. And even then 
entrepreneurship, you know, it has become a buzzword. Um, but now there's like co-working spaces and, you know, there's grants and loans. But in the beginning, they was like, we just want to entertain your hobby. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So now I don't even know if I consider myself an entrepreneur now. I think I don't think I do sometimes. I think now it's kind of like I run a business, but I don't, you know, I don't, um, I gotta think about that term. I use it, but I guess I I, I gotta redefine it for myself. But I love all things with it. Hey, <laughs> hey, I agree. It, it, I agree. It allows you to be creative. It's an environment. It's your environment. And one thing that I learned that it's unlimited, right? And the only way it could be constricted with rules or regulations if you do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's also could be uh, what is it called? It could be a double sword mm-hmm. because. And you, you can create a lazy environment or you can create a productive environment. You can create a um, positive environment, like you said, or you have unlimited ways to create negative, you know? But entrepreneurship thrives off of your passion and what you want to give back. And that's something that no matter what I did in life, uh, even sports, playing sports, like it, it's taught you how to be a team player, how to be a leader. But I, I, I honestly didn't understand at the end of the day, why I could find myself was because I liked to create. I, I liked it to write, I liked poetry, but in, I was an athlete, so I just thought basketball was gonna be, and then it led me to the army, so I thought army was gonna be, but I was still in school. Like, people start finding like, in, in college, they was like, what did you do? Like, I went through so many classes in a day, and they didn't even know. Like, you came here? Like, you ain't, like, I love to read and they always would tease me in college like she always got her bow bag and her laptop. I do because I'm chilling with y'all, but I still need to pass my class in the morning. So mm-hmm. we're not, we just doing it here. We just chilling with a bunch of uh, people like grouped together. So I'm just like, okay, we're gonna be studying too. So I started like seeing how people start bringing their laptops or they were like, hey, what, what is this? I'll help you with your homework. I'm not gonna be the reason you fail. We, I'm not gonna be like I ain't go I didn't I didn't turn my homework in yesterday because I was I was with friends. This is your house. I I do I walked here. It's okay. I'm gonna do my homework. I I was unapologetically always doing my homework in the military too. I would read regulations. Like I wanted to know if you tell me something, I want to know if it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. We have that in common. One of those two, not not to not to do anything for us, like overpower anybody, step on nobody's toes. I just don't like being told like false information because you can tell me the truth. You know, mm-hmm. transparency. Because I would I want to tell the truth. I don't want to tell false information. You know, so if they say tell me where to go find it, I'm gonna go read it, I'm gonna go research it. I wanna know. So that's how it was in the military too. It was it was the same. You know, in school, military was the same because military goes about school, that's how you get your ranks rank up. And it was about the value that you give to your soldiers, you know, what you teach them, not all about um, just coming to make money, me personally. You know? Right. But that was yeah. just me. And then once I came into entrepreneurship, I found out these were just attributes and skills that I already had. You know, I just now, you got to speak up a little more. People actually want to hear your story when at first, it didn't matter your story, you know, I just got to shoot, play ball. It was, I didn't have to tell my story or, oh, I went through the military and something happened. Sorry, I don't have to tell my story. I'm in school, I'm behind a book, right? But entrepreneurship make you tell your story. Yeah. You can step out. And that's why, you know, creating the PG podcast wouldn't even just let me let me do it for the money. Like you said, I wouldn't like, 
I want. I just want to reach people. I want to reach people that maybe I had to, back in the day, you had to get in the car and travel. But I could just hit a button now and just be talking to another person. Right, so I was That's like, let's cool. do it. All right, that's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how far my creativity can go with this, you know? And it's going strong today. It's starting off 100 plays. Now it's up to thousands of people are listening awesome. to this. And it's like, bro, I don't even care. It's like, I, I care about the value and the people that I meet. I meet up with people like Kenyatta David. That's, that's who I meet up to, positive people, because it's the positive energy generations, you know, the levels to come. And that's dope. That's dope. And this this entrepreneur, I'm gonna say you say you don't really use the word entrepreneur, but this grind, this passion you have to inspire and give back. Is that the reason why 8118 was created? And um and we talked about why you was were created, but what are some values, some missions that you put behind it that you really wanted people to know when you see the word 8118, it it speaks for itself. Honestly, maybe I will start using entrepreneur more. Um, but I, I really, the focus is to get female entrepreneurs in a headspace of you can do this mm -hmm. your way. You know, with email marketing, it's all about, uh, with any relationship, it's all about transparency it's all about authenticity using your voice you don't have to you know have these you don't have to make up a conversation no and you don't have to you know use all the trending language you know to kind of connect with people how do you do it normally you know that works that works for you you have friends you have you know co-workers or colleagues or you know people that you know that look forward to seeing you, to talking to you, you know that works. It's tried and tested. I think just sometimes we're not used to hearing our own voice. And with 8118, that's what it's all about. You know, um, me, you know, having conversations with other female entrepreneurs and allowing them to hear what they actually said to me. Right. That's your email. Right. You know, like don't overthink it. You know, don't stress yourself out Am I, you know, Am I doing it the right way? You know, just be authentic. Obviously the goal with email marketing um, in and of itself is to make money, but how do you ask for money? You know, it might not be buy now. It could be, you want to tell a story and give them a reason, you know, like, you know, figuring out what that looks like for you. Um, but I think there's this idea, especially with, um, with women and female entrepreneurs that you have to be aggressive, you have to be assertive, you have to ask for what you want, but in a transactional sort of way. And, you know, we rewrite emails and we rewrite, you know, how we're gonna ask 15 different ways when a simple, you know, the way we normally do it. I don't just ask people, will you buy my thing? You know, I don't, I don't do that. I say, you know, this is, you know, something I really think can help you. And of course, there's a value, there's a price tag to it. But more importantly, this can help you, you know, like, and this is how it can help you. And it's a conversation, you know, inviting somebody to, you know, a masterclass. Yeah, the masterclass is $200, but we're not talking about the price. We know that there's a price. This is a transaction, transaction. in and of itself. But, you know, this masterclass would really help you do this thing. And, you know, this is the things that I talked about. So 
that's how I sell. And I don't teach anybody how to sell in a particular way. It's just finding your jam and using that and tweaking it where it, um, you know, it's beneficial to you. It serves you. Um, Cause I do feel like there's an eye in impact and there's an eye in income as well. Hey. However, you don't have to be, you know, bye, 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 you know, or have these long emails to tell all your business and call us this 16 times. Like you don't have to do all that stuff. It doesn't have to have any bedazzled, you know, frames and, you know, confetti jumping out of places. Like just have a normal no. conversation. So that's, what, um, that's the mission. Just kind of um, conversation, relational marketing. That's mm -hmm. it. Relational marketing, you know, going through and teaching so many women like how to do this, and let them know that you can speak and it don't have to be aggressively. You can tell someone um, your value and without actually just punching a sale. Um, is that what led you to what the Thema Thema Themi F E M M E? Oh, Fem Fem Academy. Fem Academy. Yes, I was like, you know, I'm I'm not the one with uh, vibrations. Don't get mad at me. But I F-E-M-M-E, okay. I knew, I knew the abbreviations though. All right. So is that what led you to creating that academy? Yes, because the thing with email marketing and the thing with um, sales, the thing with relationships, you cannot, it's not a, a one-off. It's not a masterclass. It's not a webinar. It's not, you know, you show up one time and you're super, you know, it's a continual, you know, it's a, it's a series of, um, you know, there's different parts to actually making money with email marketing. It's, you know, it's, you know, building the list. That's the thing that you do over and over and over. How are you going to do it? Are you going to use a quiz? Are you going to use, you know, what's your jam? There's sending emails. There's, you know, there's a point where you make money, um, but you're not making a return on investment. Then you're making a return right. investment, but you're not making a profit. Like it's, it's a, a longer term thing. And with the academy, it's continual conversations, it's continual support. Um, we have study halls, we have labs, we have master classes, um, where you know you can just continuously work on it. Um, of course, it's membership based, but the focus is progress. You know, there's touch points, there's um, you know access to myself, there's access to the other members. You know, with the action lab. You know, what are you working on? You know, we have the study halls, the co-working sessions. Um, so the focus is on just focusing on progress. Um, so, you know, and, and making that very clear that you're not gonna become a super at anything one time. You know, you buy something and all of a sudden, you know, you're doing all the things. You have to keep working at it. So the academy is set up like school, you know, like you're gonna keep taking classes. You're gonna keep trying things. You're gonna keep, you know, um, connecting with, you know, facilitator uh, to kind of, you know, am I, is this working? You know, right. sending emails to people. So we have a good time. Hey, it sounds like a lot of value. Definitely got to check it out. It sounds like a lot of value. And the fact that I see that it's, it's so many people such as like yourself that's out here giving that type of resource back, the community needs it. Like it needs it because they're not teaching this in school. No, they're not teaching this in school, you know, and that one-on-one that you get, that mentorship that you get, you definitely can't pay the value for it. Like, I feel like it's one of those un unpriceable things. Like you say, oh, if 2000 is your price, 
2,000 is your price. You better be teaching me 2,000 worth of value. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know if you say 2,000, I'm coming in and get a lot of value from you. A lot right. of value. And, and I think I that's think the, people see that. That's the, that's the focus. Like, focusing on the value, not the price. You know, like, you know, with, when it comes to, like, relational marketing, building that relationship of, we're gonna do this together. You know, we're gonna we're gonna figure out where the areas of opportunity are, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna do it. And um, you know, it, it it it's it's working for those who are involved. You know, that that's what they're working on. But you know, with all things, you gotta keep at it. You gotta keep grinding. You 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 are a woman of all things. You know, I'm talking full of books. You also are the un- adjunct professor now this is my first time hearing that now i must was reading the wrong books you know because you really definitely look like you read a whole lot of books but i I know some people out there that knows what an adjunct professor but you also have experience at the medilla college i hope i'm saying that college right oh no worries yeah i'm an adjunct at madai adjunct at madai Mm -hmm. all right see i was butchering that college name all right so don't don't me. (laughs) i'm terrible with names but um, where's that college located? It's right here in Western New York. It's, it's in Buffalo, um, right in the middle of the city. Okay. It's a private liberal arts college. And adjunct, honestly, it only means part-time. That's part-time. all it means. Oh. Yeah, that's all it means. Um, that's my first time seeing that word, so it caught me off guard. I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, it just means a part-time professor, meaning um, I think each college is a little different in how many classes you teach. I teach three. So, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I teach two classes, Global Leadership, um, from 8 to 9, and then 9, 10 to 10, 10, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays um, is a marketing class from 11, 10 to 12, 35. So it's, it's just part-time. That's all it is. How is your experience there? I am loving it. Love. I am loving it. I, um, I have quite a few students this semester, but I learned all their names. And, you know, I really, I really enjoy talking to them. You know, there's some that uh, have like their dog moms. Um, there's some that walk to campus, like just talking to everybody and getting to know them and kind of separating them as a student at Madai, as opposed to, you know, that's Elizabeth or, you know, that's Christian or that's Brian. Um, and it, it makes their experience, I feel, um, better too. You know, like there's somebody that really um, cares about, you know, I'll, I'll email, I have one student who walks a mile to work, I mean, to school. And when the weather's bad, I'm like, yeah, don't do it. Come online, do not come outside. Or like now they're getting vaccines. So, you know, it's, I love it. I, I really like connecting with the students. Um, it's the college experience that I wanted. You know, I think my teachers, they had this um, at the time and Alfred, and I think it was just at the time of college, you know, like that authoritarian, you know, like I'm the teacher, you're the student, I know more than you. And I don't, I don't feel that way. I feel like you guys have experiences that I don't have. Um, let's unpack it, let's jam out. You know, like I know what I know. I don't know what I don't know. And, you know, they come in and we have, you know, lessons are conversations. Like, yeah, we want to use the book as a reference, but I go rogue every day. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I absolutely love it. I, I love the opportunity to connect with people 
who want, who need it, you know, and this kind of, to, to have the opportunity to um, support someone during that time, they're making all kinds of decisions. You know, they're making decisions about what they want to do with their life. If they want to stay, you know, at home with mom and dad, if they want to, you know, like, you know, get a job on campus, like they're making all these decisions and to be a support, it, it's kind of cool. And for them to, ex to receive it, you know, right. like, you know, they'll email, like I had, um, you know, I wasn't feeling well last week. So they sent messages, are you feeling better? And then um, my seven-year-old has migraines. So, you know, they always check on her, you know, how's Marion? And it's, it's, it's a cool experience for both of us. Like we like coming and it's, you know, they're going to graduate. I'm going to graduation. I'm so excited. I have a list and dope. I got cards. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, shout out to the students there. Um, that's a big accomplishment. That's a big accomplishment. And I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of, proud of you out here impacting them. Like I said, just to have that support system, it means like, I like when I, we had one teacher like that at school. And it was Miss Bailey. And it was my English teacher. And I actually liked it that she didn't, she, she made it an open floor, you know, and you can come to her. Even when you got in trouble, you know, you know, teachers make you mad sometimes and surprise for students make you mad sometimes, but she always was like, come, you can come to her to get a grounded conversation. And, um, or if you're upset, she'd be the teacher that you go to and talk to. And it wasn't about, I'm going to send you to the office if you say this, or um, I'm going to write you up if you say this. It was about what's wrong so we can fix it. And it, like you said, having a support system, I can come talking to you from about things at home and how I can help myself and how you can help me in school. Like that's that's dope. That's dope giving back like that. That's really dope. Yeah, and it's fun. It's it's really a good time. If if you just, you know, receive it as well. I have a good time. I don't know about the other professors there, because they be looking stressed. Ah. But, <laughs> um mm -mm. you know what? And I was surprised. Everybody does it differently, and I'm not throwing any shade, but I, I was talking to one professor and she didn't know the names of her students. And I was like, How you not know their name? You with them for 15 weeks. Like, how do you not know? their names um but she was like i'm just teaching this course i don't even yeah. know their names like cut my check <laughs> that's all that's all she came for is cut that check. she's not caring she's not right. caring but you're also giving some value not just um in the entrepreneurship world and then in college um in everyday life but you also wrote a book and this book is to help give back a solution Right, um, a workable book, a strategy book when it comes to marketing. So they did um, with your organization with the theme and um, being being an advocate and, and an active person in the community. Is this the reason why you wrote the book? Right? Is that the reason why you started it or wanted to write it in the beginning? Um, you know, I just wanted to start the conversation. That mm, was really it. A conversation. Right? That was it. You know, a different way of thinking about strategy. I think strategy people, you know, it's like Tetris. You know, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. It's like, this is a long-term plan. In the in the most basic language, it's just a longer plan. That's all it is. And, you know, just unpacking it a little bit by little bit. Um, so yeah, that was it. Just to start a conversation about digital marketing, really define it. Um, uh, it was, you know, people typically think of it as, um, you know, it's, social media marketing, but it's affiliate marketing, it's referral marketing, it's all these different things. And, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but when you do know, then you can have different conversations and yeah. it can look different for you. 
Um, but people like overcomplicating it. And it's like, you do not need an Excel spreadsheet. Like you are, get your notebook, you know, what can you do? What's in your wheelhouse? What's not in your wheelhouse? Right. Figure out when you're going to do it. That's it. Um, so it's a lot of worksheets as far as just what your goals are. You know, what can you do? What you want to do? Um, but it was just to start a conversation, a different conversation um, relative to strategy and digital marketing. He says all about the strategy. So you want to sit down and think about it first. Right? You want to you want to know how can you in help help me benefit yourself in growth i think growth is the most important thing like when i sit down like you said long-term plan it's a long-term plan when i look at a long term i always think about how much growth can i have right all right i can see the way they can teach me in six months i'll be in a totally different spot i'll be in a totally different mindset yeah let's do it i'm like you so i need to know the steps of how to get there and the fact that you're like look you're overthinking and you're overthinking marketing you're overthinking the strategy and just put it in a book and make it a workable book so that you can see it on paper. That's dope. That's really dope. I say you got the you got the you got the mindset of everything. You're like I you don't have to think too hard. Yeah, I think marketing, you know, it's that's another like, you know, thing people are throwing around, marketing, and then it becomes all this complicated. You gotta have this, you gotta have these tools, you gotta be resource you got to pay for this you got to do that you got to think about this you got to hire for that it's really real we are consumers every day mm. we know what we like we know how we buy we connect with other people who buy the same way or think differently about it it's literally just sitting down with a piece of paper and saying the people that i sell to are like this this is in my wheelhouse perfect Let's do that. You know, it's right. you know, we overcomplicate it. And I think because we just want to be great. And, um, but we can be great. Uh, but when you understand it at the baseline, it's just simple. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, um, you know, we almost do this um, paralysis by analysis. We overthink it, then we do nothing. And it's like, I need to market, I need to market. And sometimes marketing is not, you know, like social media is not my jam. Like I do mm -hmm. not market by social media. Should I, could I, would I? Absolutely. But my jam is email marketing and that's, you know, and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I go to. That's that's in my wheelhouse. I'm not trying to make all these things happen and stress myself out. And, you know, then you have people coming from everywhere. You don't know why, you don't know how to serve them. And it's team too much. Like you don't have to do all the things, do the things that you can do and that you're super at. And that's it, you know, marketing, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. So anyway, longer story short. No, um, so much. That's what the it, book is about. I like this. I like diving into your brain because it's like, like you're, you're a walking book. You're like, like you're a walking right. book, learning so much. And you're also the president of, well, now I'm all, with all Black, it's a Black association. Yes, yeah, so the National Black Association. Yep. And um, what, what were some three obstacles that um, that you went on that you faced as well as overcame when you first started saying, hey, I want to be the president of the Black, the National Black Association? Uh, so here's the thing. Um, with the National Black Organization, it's a, you know, there's like 40 chapters across the state or across the country. And I, I came in in 2017 and I just wanted to serve. Like I just wanted to serve the black professional community. I wanted to be a part of the things that 
we were doing to impact. Um, so I came in and I served on the communications. I was uh, uh, the VP of communications for a couple of years and, and then I moved to operations, or not operations administration. And with the president, it wasn't, you know, I'm gonna take all these steps and become president. It was the opportunity presented. Honestly, I was scared. You know, it was like, I've never been, um, you know, national facing in an organization. Um, I wasn't really sure of the expectations, um, but I also knew that there is a, a lot of black professionals in, in Western New York that need support. You know, they need resources. They need um, to have conversations about, you know, their challenges with COVID, their challenges of changing professions, their challenges of, you know, whatever, uh, the, you know, it is. So uh, when the opportunity, I ran. Um, and that's kind of been my focus. I don't really have any obstacles. Mm -hmm. I think um, whenever you have professional development or even academic development, you have to get personal development. Um, so, you know, leadership is, you know, such a, a big thing, you know, like we all have leadership qualities, but it looks a lot different when you have a team and everyone is on their leadership journey. So you have the supers and you have the not yet supers and you have to support them along the way and, and getting professional development, like how do you communicate? How do you resolve conflict? How do you, um, you know, support them. You know, like one of the team members just had a tragedy or almost a tragedy. It had some, some sickness in the family. You know, what does that look like leading um, in that personal space? You know, um, working with other um, other people. You know, my leadership style is not aggressive, as you can tell. You know, I'm more relational. I don't feel that we're not going to fight. That's we're not doing that. You know. Um, but you do have those type of leaders, you know, and, and um, you know, choosing other leaders to work with, like, where are my areas of opportunity that takes professional development as well? Like, what can I not do well? Right. Like being honest and transparent myself. What, what do I not need? You know, what do I need help? And, you know, choosing personalities that match, but choosing people that can do things I can't do. You know, um, and being okay with that, you know, being yeah. okay with everyone on the team being a leader and, and having, um, you know, decision-making power. So there's not really, really obstacles, um, but there are, you know, just learning opportunities, there's areas of improvement. You know, I'm taking so many different uh, leadership, like the, the, the class, I teach global leadership. I read that book too. And I highlight on like, yep, I need to work on this. Or this is something I need to dig deeper into. This is something I need to bring to the team. Um, so, but I'm loving it. I, I really like the opportunity to serve at on this level. Um, I like the opportunity to have a, a, a look down to see the overview of, the, of what black professionals in Western New York is um, being faced with and being part of that conversation of how do we change this? How are we being affected by COVID? You know, how, um, you know, entrepreneurship is a big pillar, is one of the five pillars of the organization. Like, what does that look like for Black professionals? You know, um, entrepreneurs, what kind of challenges are we facing? You know, um, 
you know, what supports do we need? You know, with the PPP loans, how educated are we about what that looks like for us? You know, it's not free money, you know? So doing, you know, getting the people um, to come in and talk about it, making sure our community understands it, being a resource. It's definitely not a power move. Like it, I never looked at it as a power move and I hope that I never look at it. I think that's always kind of the focus of, are you serving every day? Are you serving? And if you're not serving, why? You know, mm-hmm. what, what can you do? But it's, it's a cool position to be in because I feel like I can super serve. But at the same time, um, you know, it's, it, it, there's not really obstacles other than learning about myself and getting all the, the professional development that I need um, to, to be great. That's dope. Um, not only that you're, like I say, you're, you're in the schools, empowering and impacting, impacting, changing lives, you're changing lives at home, but you're also nationally changing lives in the Nationally Black uh, Association. And that's, that's just really powerful because uh, not, not saying powerful, like you said, it's not a powerful move. I think it's a very impactful move, um, a res- uh, light of resource, put it that way. It became a light of resources to your community and giving back to the community. And I think uh, so many other people around the world can gravitate to that, all right? And I think it's the world, it's, it's a time for that. And so so many people that are doing that, that like you said, spreading the awareness, raising the awareness of um, the uh, National Black Association and, and what, what the trials and tribulations were and just understanding that this can be something that happens in your community too. Right, right bringing awareness of it. I like that. I think that's one of the coolest things about um, being a community advocate, you know, getting involved and really paying attention. You know, a lot of things don't necessarily directly impact us, but if we allow them to continue, it will affect us. Um, Being proactive um, and, you know, not so much thinking about it and self-serving like, how is this going to affect me? But, um, you know, mitigating the damages, you know, getting out there. And I really like it. There are some really cool initiatives in the community. Yeah. Uh, within organizations, I'm a part of, I don't know how many organizations. And some of the things that we just don't think about is important. You know, um, Girl Scouts, I'm on the board of Girl Scouts and, you know, being able to look down and see how few black and brown girls are in Girl Scout Mm. and how few black and brown parents know all of the benefits of Girl Scouts, the scholarship, the traveling, the, um, you know, all the opportunities available to the girls, they don't know. And being able to look down and say, okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. I have daughters and yeah, we're gonna fix this. (laughs) Or even being on boards and seeing how few um, women or how few black and brown people are on the board. Why is it I'm the only one? Let's have a conversation about that because I'm not lonely, but this is not gonna work. You know, like, why is that? Are you not communicating with the community that these opportunities are open? Are we not understanding, you know, what the responsibilities are? You know, um, 
but when you when you when you advocate it opens so many doors you know other people because no one knows what they don't know and there's a lot of stuff going on in the community for some reason i don't know why they don't make it to a larger conversation but we hear about all the nonsense you know so i can go on about that but i I, I agree i was a girl scout you were i was a girl scout my mother definitely had me in girl scout and i I enjoyed it because i did go on trips um and um they the mothers on, on to that they like like you said if there, were, there was anybody there that couldn't go on something no there wasn't no no i can't go we're all going and they made sure that their experience was beautiful and that was something my mom did make me do even if i'm like i don't want to sell cookies i don't want to go to the, i don't want to go to this event she's like you can go she had my brother in boy scouts so I think that's though I do think that um, more black and brown um, culture kids should definitely check that out. Like myself, I loved it. And my mom would make me like, you're going, you know? And so being an active member, saying that this needs to be more out there and bringing it more awareness to our community, we need that. We need what that. What do we do? And, you know, I think knowing, you know, they always say knowledge is power. I, I half agree with that. I think what you do with knowledge is power. And you know that things are happening and we're not having conversations about it, which is like, oh, it doesn't really affect me. Or, you know, my daughter is too old for Girl Scout or I don't even have a daughter. But um, there's just so many opportunities that exist or that can be created. You know, entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. on boards are so beneficial because we just see things differently. We can literally make something out of nothing. We can come up with ideas that they're not thinking about, you know, like how do we reach, you know, more girls for Girl Scout? You know, that entrepreneurial mindset, you could think of 10 things all out the gate, you know, they're still taking notes, you know? So I think, you know, giving back in that way and getting involved and getting engaged and that representation is everything. Representation is so important, whether it's age, whether it's race, whether it's ability, whether it's gender, like just being that person is impactful in and of itself. You know, like I love, um, we don't do it anymore, but like the street feeds where um, the city mission comes out and feeds the home. I have the best conversations while I'm serving people and they have the dopest stories. They are funny, they are energetic and they are not all of them. We think, oh, you know, they must be miserable because of whatever circumstances. Some of them are just grateful to be alive and it makes you really appreciate things. So I fix the plate and go sit with them. I have a great time, you know, and, but it's, you know, it's so many opportunities in the the community to connect with people and really find out what the problem is. We think we know the problem because it's not our problem. So it's like, oh, it's because, you know, they're they're homeless because they, they drank their money or they're on drugs or they got six kids. And it could be a fire, something that can happen to you tomorrow. Yeah, something that can change your life in the instance today. And right. Different. That's and so- you have a conversation with them and they are just so happy and they're so, they feel so blessed. And that energy rubs off and this is a good feeling, man. This is a good feeling. It is. And I like that um, not only you're doing it to all ages, but you start early within the Girl Scouts. That's something that you teach early to, to children that you said energy is transferable and mm-hmm. not being able to just judge someone about that, their situation on the outside. 
because it can be a totally different story once you sit down and talk to them. You know, um, being homeless, a lot of kids um, go through that, but a lot of them don't, like you said, don't share their experience. Like some are too scared to talk about that they be homeless, or some make an everyday life every day to not ever be homeless. That's that's the circumstances and situation. And I, I preach that to all, all, all my bosses and anyone that I teach and speak to. I preach that circumstances and situations, they don't change. Whether you have money today or you have money tomorrow, if you have a poor psychology, your psychology is going to be bad. So money is never going to be a reason why you kill yourself. Your psychology is. I've been that soldier that's been on on suicide watch. And one thing I learned, it was all about myself in that moment. Like, either me, there are other people around me were very concerned, right? And so you can't just not speak in it and saying that, oh, well, he's suicidal, he's crazy, or she's suicidal, she's crazy. Circumstances, situations. Circumstances, situations not going to change. Just because I have these thoughts today, just because I have these thoughts tomorrow, it's not going to change. These work about, all you got to focus on is getting better today, getting better tomorrow. How many, how many times did I have these thoughts tomorrow and can I have less the next day, right? Not taking that energy and rubbing off the next person because I'm upset, I can't get my energy right. Nah, you, you learn to adjust with it, you learn to grow with it. And that's what I feel like if I hadn't learned that at an early age, maybe after the military, after all this trauma, after all these things I've been through in life, wouldn't have been faced so hard. I mean, like you said, I would have saw it as, oh, that was just a lesson. Oh, that was a lesson. But it took longer for it to, to be to be noticeable. So now that our kids around the world and generations before, to come and before, they, they can break that cycle. They can now start to express that. You know, mm-hmm. saying that it's okay that I went through that, but I am who I am today. You know, right. not being afraid to speak on that. Like, were you ever homeless? Yes, I was homeless. If I, I maybe maybe you ate out the trash a couple of times, but that's not who I am today. I'm just right. telling you where I came from. Right. And I like that even as young in the young people in the community, you're you're impacting them in that way. And that leads to the the Mona's project. You're also an active member in the um, Mona's project too. Uh, Mona's house. How 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 did you like? You say you talking about trafficking, women trafficking. Um, why did you feel like it was so important for you to raise awareness about that, and why being an active member is important for you? Um. Well. So with being um, with Mona's house, I, I serve as a volunteer, and they um. I'm just hyper aware that sex trafficking, especially being right there with Canada, is a reality. Um, and you know, I have children. I have two. I have you know two daughters that it happens so fast with with sex trafficking. And and, and honestly, I, when I went in, I thought sex trafficking was literally someone puts you in a van and then kind of like pimp you out. But I didn't realize that it could be a boyfriend who is taking pictures of you or taking video of you and selling it online and trafficking you that way. You're still, and you have girls that are still going to school every day. They're still in Girl Scout, but this is happening behind the scenes. Hmm. Um, you have um, a couple of years ago, like before COVID, they were doing zip ties on cars and they had this, um, like a, this announcement with the news to, um, uh, you know, if you see a zip car, a, a zip tie on your car, you know, go back in the store or something. 
And it was because supposedly traffickers were identifying women that were alone. Mm. So they, they'll spend that time trying to get the zip tie off and then they can, you know, they can basically kidnap her. Mm. Um, and then you have, you know, women that have been trafficked that's just kind of in that industry. That's what they know. And they're being used to traffic other women. You know, um, and it, it, you know, it's one of those things, it can really happen to anyone and you don't even, you know, you didn't see it coming. Um, so being aware um, that it's happening and not judging someone when, the, when it does happen, you know, like, well, you could have just left or, you know, we have all these things of what we could have, should have, would have, right. you know, if it was us. And, you know, listening to these women and their stories of, um, one really, really uh, bothered me. She went to go visit a friend and it, it was another woman and she got there and she was kind of like, you know, I'm gonna stay for a little while, but there was no furniture or anything. Come to find out her friend trafficked her to get money to pay her tuition. So she went there thinking she was going to visit a friend in Africa. She get there, um, basically she held for two weeks um, trafficked, you know, two weeks with, uh, un, you know, a, 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 a lot of men and they kicked her out. So she had nothing. So she basically had to pimp herself out to even get clothes and food and shelter because that's all she knew. And, and, and you figure the trauma, um, you know, and, and to, to be involved in the community. One of the things as an entrepreneur, um, a business owner, whatever, you know, uh, it, and being involved in the community, it keeps you grounded right. because, you know, as entrepreneurs, as creatives, we create our narrative. Like we can, we can have a day where we create an email sequence and we are feeling like a superstar and that's our world. Like we are on top of the world, um, or we, you know, get a contract and make a lot of money. And that's our, that's our narrative. Um, so I like being involved in the community. I like giving back. I like being very, very close to reality, you know, being close to, you know, um, you know, like the, the, the street feed and, and doing that and, and being one centered and humble all the time, you know, like, yes, it's a blessing that this contract went through and there's some security for a couple months, but the reality is somebody else didn't. You know, somebody right. else has lost their home. And you need to be hyper aware that this is what's going on outside your bubble, you know, so that you use your money wisely. You think, you know, ahead, you, um, you are, you stay modest, you stay humble, you know, and um, with Mona's house, just knowing that it can, it can happen so quickly, you know, like, and I'm a person, if I see somebody and, you know, they need help with their groceries, you know, I could say a quick prayer, keep me safe, but I also know that this scenario can happen. This can be anything, you know, I'm just doing, you know, what I think and feel is the right thing to do at the moment. But, you know, that's how some women are trafficked, you know, that's kids crazy. are trafficked all the time, children, you know, they, they're playing with other kids and, and then something, something extraordinary happens, you know, a mother's traffic. One mother trafficked her daughter and her, her two daughters, one was like nine and the other one was like six. And she was trafficking them on a regular basis. And my daughter's seven. So for a while, I kept just staring at my daughter because it was, it, was, it, it was messing with my head. Like, 
she's a child. Like right. she, she's a child. She's running around in a unicorn skirt. And, you know, and I'm thinking, who thinks like that? But there are people that think like that. that do. Yeah, I really, I really had to do some, even, you know, personal development with that. Like, you know, what do I think about, say, prostitution? You know, am I, do I have unconscious bias? Am I judging people as opposed to how did this happen? Why is this happening? Is it something that they are, you know, they're not even wanting to do? And um, I participated in a, uh, it was a, what do you call those things? Um, I don't know, it's kind of like a cancel the culture kind of thing, but like uh, with Pornhub, you know, they a petition, petition, um, you know, to get rid of that because one mother had been looking for her daughter and somebody said, you know, I saw your daughter. They had made 19 videos of her and they were all on Pornhub. That's how she found her child. And I was just thinking like, it, you, I can't sit and know that this is happening and all somebody's doing is asking me to sign a petition to get it offline. That's all they're asking me to do. I don't have right. to ask for any money. They're not asking for more than a minute of my time. But there was a petition to shut down Pornhub because they found out that uh, a lot of the women there were being trafficked. They, they were not these porn stars that we thought that they were. They were somebody's 16-year-old daughter. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it is very crazy. I used it's to be in New Mexico, so I'll be right there by the border. And like, they, the craziest little thing, like, and I used to um, live right across from this elementary school. And it, it was it was pretty cool for, for what I knew, you know, it was a very safe neighborhood. And then all of a sudden, that school, every time I turned around, they, they had like a shutdown over there. And then the cops would be over there because they were snatching kids off of that school ground. And it was it was kids, kids with melanin in their skin. And it started to get real bad. Like, and I'm just like, my first question wasn't even why it was, it had to be an inside job because my child knows that's not my car. So you, it's kind of hard these days to tell a child to get in the car that's not theirs. So it, it was like, why is this person inside the school? Right. What is the purpose? You know, because like you said, I'm looking at my child like, I would never harm them. I would never do anything to my kids. I would never bring hurt to their to life. You know, their children, like you said, running around in a unicorn skirt. Why would I break that that imagination? But there is people that do right at that age you know and just trafficking children itself I, I would never want to be a part of that and like you said I can't judge the one that's um that 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 seek that life and because they don't have no way out but they was a part of that life as a kid it was trafficking and then like you said thrown out thrown out and now I gotta find my way out in, in the regular world but I don't know what the regular world is you know I don't have no money I know how to get the money and it's, it's a sad thing. It's not always women out there prostituting because they want to. It's a survival. And like you said, that Mona House, I think it's a really good awareness to it because it's bringing more, more on top of the surface, you know? And then you know that it can happen to you. Like I had same thing. They would tell us certain things like you know, in New Mexico, there there's um, people impersonating a cop. So if you, if you get pulled over, you pull over at like you gotta pull over 
by a restaurant, pull over where it's people, um, because they would have the cop uniform and everything, but it wasn't the real cop. You know what? That's so crazy. That's so crazy. You know what? That's another thing too. Like uh, with my market being female entrepreneurs, um, you know, I, when I think of like relationships with your audience, you know, like what does their life look like? You know, how to, right. you know, what really is their world? And not like the, the textbook, you know, um, what magazines they read and do they live in the city or not, but just kind of, you know, um, for me, it's really important to be involved in all things female, you know, how they learn, you know, their families, their family dynamics, um, things like Mona's house. Like I don't talk about it within like the Femme Academy or anything, but um, being a face, they, they see me outside of the business. Our only relationship is not you giving me money for something. You see right. me in the community or you see me, um, you know, you know, in your city doing something like it's there, there's a, there's a, a deeper part of that relationship. Like it's a, we're in this together. We all doing the same thing. Right. And, and with Mona's house, you know, some of them, um, they were business owners. They, they did have ask, you know, aspirations to be an entrepreneur. Some of them, they, um, some of the women are so dope that, that are, um, we don't like to call them survivors, but you know, they are do or they're survivors and not victims. And they want to do some cool things like, you know, we some of them just getting an apartment is a huge thing. You know, like it's it's scary. They want you know one to start a business and it is so cool. It's so cool to see a woman take back her power and and are doing it afraid. Right. You know, afraid of who's gonna see me, who's gonna recognize me, who's gonna stay that they know me or they think they know me and who's going to try to find me. Um, and it's, it's such a power for everyone involved to just to see that, you know, it's so cool. It's so shout cool. out to everyone at the Mona House and, and every woman that comes through there. Find, we, we, I'm not saying find it, but regaining their power because it was already there. Regaining their power and finding out who they are in the inside, aligning with themselves. That's not, a, that's not an easy thing to do. Especially, like you said, men who lost in so much trauma, but they're facing it every day and they're conquering it. So shout out to everyone involved with that project, with that house, and everyone that comes in and just wants to seek more for themselves. That's dope. That's the type of thing we need in the community. Those are the type of resources we need to give back because it's happening um, not just in Buffalo or um, in Canada, but it's like it's happening in New Mexico, it's happening in Texas. And I preach to my girls like, to, to me, I tell them, like, you go outside in the front, but I'm telling you don't go certain paths, but not because I'm I'm, I'm telling you because I'm being mean. It's because of where we are. To you, to you, this is a playful playground. But I blink my eyes and you're gone. That's I can't get you back. You know, I can go and I can try, but you know, that is a hard situation. And I don't know how to face something like that. That's a, that's a journey that you can't tell someone how to react, how to feel, how to cope, but you can inspire them. You know, you can bring yeah. back empowerment. And I like that you're also showing them how to motivate themselves too. So I um, appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate everyone that's like into that house. And just just the fact that is that you're giving so many women a voice, that, that especially the ones that thought they didn't have a voice, that yeah. that's, that's crazy. That's real crazy. Um, 
Is there any books that, you know, since you work with so many people, women, um, trauma women, students, is there any books, three books that you would you would tell people that, like, hey, read to find, you know, inspiration? Or even just, you can tell to an entrepreneur, regardless of the value, three books that you have read that brought you value. I like reading autobiographies. Mm. I don't necessarily read like get better business books. I like reading stories. Uh, one of the stories I really um, appreciate was um, the T-Boss story, mm. her book. that uh, She had sickle cell and her whole career, like her whole career that we know all the performances, all the award shows, all the music videos, she was battling sickle cell. That's crazy. And she was hospitalized for like in different cities and states. Like, so for me, um, documentaries really, or not documentaries, um, autobiographies really center um, me and their transferable skills. You know, like with the T-Boss story, there's that push through, but there's also, you know, that main focus on the goal, staying positive. You know, all these interviews and all these things that you saw um, when she was, you know, with um, with TLC, she was energetic, she was positive, but she was sick, you know? Yeah. And um, so a lot of the, the books that I would recommend um, center around that one, that's the one that comes to mind, the one that, I have read um, more than once, but all of them have such good stories. Um, and I also really like documentaries. I know you asked about books, but like documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I do more watching documentaries than reading, uh, just based on capacity, but it's the same thing. You know, like I love a good nonfiction um, story. Um, and I also like, things that align with my focus. So even with books, say like the, the T-Boz, um, the idea of doing a whole bunch of things, like when somebody looks at my stuff on paper, it's like, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. I want, it's really important for me to keep that positive energy every day and to be excited yeah. and enthusiastic because there, for me, is to show you, you can do a bunch of things and still, live life still be happy like it's not you know people think oh I can't work and go to school and there may be other challenges but if there if those challenges are there you totally can do it and it doesn't make you stressed out it doesn't make you a mean person you know it doesn't make you an unlikable person you can do a bunch of things and obviously you build a little bit more each time and really enjoy it you know it's you know, people are like, I'm so stressed out. I'm so busy. And, you know, that's their reason for being mean to you. Or they're not, that's their mm-hmm. reason for not calling you back. Or, you know, that's their reason for, you know, throwing shade all the time. And it's like, you could be doing all the things and be just excited about life. And it looks better. It makes, True. you know, the goal is for other people to feel like I could take on a little bit more. I can do a little bit more. I can be a community advocate. I can I can teach if I want to. I can I can do all the things at the same time, and it can still look like it looks like right now. You know, it's been important for my girls to see mommy's doing a lot of stuff, but 
she appears happy. It's not like, you know, I remember growing up, my mom worked two jobs and she was always tired, you know? And my thought process was when I get older, I don't want to work two jobs because I don't want to be that tired. When it was just the energy, you know? And I, you know, it's, it, it, with my mom, that's that was the genuine mood, but I'm like hyper aware when people see me out, my children see me, I need to be excited. This is not, I'm not doing bad things. Like I'm doing all the things I want to do, um, but you can you can walk and chew bubble gum. You know, like yeah. you can do more than one thing and still have the same energy level, still be a likable person. And, you know, so that's really important. But those books, um, that one comes to mind right away. Um, that I've read recently, you know, that was her energy. TLC. Every time they showed up, I was ready. Yeah, you know? she had that energy. She was, she was ready, and you, you can tell about all the things that went, uh, went on with her behind the scenes. You can tell, right. you know, that, that's that, that's that energy I get. You know, from you, you got this energy. Like I'm, I'm over here thinking like how, like you have so much that you do in this 24, same 24 that everyone else had. I'm like, I need to up it. Oh yeah, like I need to up it, you know? You, you yes, got so much going yes. on. It's, and you you just feel so energetically. And that lets me know that it's, it's not it's not anything you're doing. You know, you you say I'm I'm tired, that's okay, I'm tired, but energetically I'm positive. I'm still going, I'm ready to go. You know, I don't have to show it on my face, I don't have to wear that every day, you know. And that's almost one thing, it's like working out. I started figuring out like that, it's like working out. Every day you work out, you'll be sore. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the gym tomorrow or in the morning. But you make it a commitment to go mm-hmm. to the gym. And when you go, there's a change that you sore. You still want to be sore. You just sore with a completed workout. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> you, can yeah. you are a unicorn. You are not a horse. You yeah, can do all go. kinds of things. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, when you're doing the things that you like and, and they're impactful to you and they're important, you show up, you know, like there's yeah, yeah. times I'm tired, but my tired probably looks a little different. Like I'm, I'm still smiling. I'm still happy. It's just, I know I need to take a nap, but it's not like I can have show up with the excuse that I'm tired. Like that's not okay. That's it's not okay. okay. Like that's nobody's problem but mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I still, but my tired looks different because I've, I've figured out my capacity. A nap is important. Well, yeah, with value though, like the impact that I've got just been on on this podcast with you today is like out the roof. All right, that's I saw, awesome. I saw your bio. I'm like, oh yeah, she's so full of knowledge, man. And then the fact that you're the president of the National Black Association, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Not only you're in in the schools in college, you're you're plugged in with 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 this. Um, the Girl Scouts and the youth. So you're like, it's, I'm not leaving no one out. I'm getting touched in with the youth. I'm getting touched in with college students all over the world, all ages. And now I'm touched in, I'm touched in with the National Black Association uh, across the world. That's so dope, right? And um, it, 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 it makes me just being on this platform with you, it makes me very honored because I'm like, I can do more in my life too. You know, it gives me that, the empowerment that I can do more in my life too and, and give back bigger ways. And knowing that the path that I'm on is, is aligned on a great path like yours, right? So yeah. I can do it too, 
right? I can you do are it doing the things too. Yeah. I, I check you out. You're doing the things too. Yeah. Gotta stay with it. Gotta stay positive, like you said, you know? I'm like you, my tire looks a little different. And sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I show up, they're like, bro, what's wrong with your face? It has tired written over it, but I'll get over it. Just let me, give me, give me five minutes and I'm gonna come rejuvenated. And you'll never know, like, oh, you're tired and you went through like, four or five hours of sessions, yeah, I went straight four or five hours, or 18 hours, I went 18 hours, and you would have never known because I didn't show it. I'll show it right before, like, hold on, give me my moment. Yep. Hey, okay, let's go, let's get it. For sure, for sure. <laughs> let's get it, so hey, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to just have shared this podcast with you and everyone around the world that's listening, watching, tuning in. I know they're just as grateful as I am, and if they not, they, they just replay and they, they'll get some more gratefulness after you know, <laughs> it's okay. We'll still be here to give them more gratefulness. So look, leave a message that's going to resonate even after you're gone, right? I want someone to know like, hey, Kiana Davis said this and it stuck with me. So leave a message that's going to resonate all the listeners and all the watchers. Give yourself grace. You know, mm-hmm. like just be kind to yourself. You know, there are days when you are super and you, you lit. Yeah. And there are days that you're not, and don't apologize. You know, there's other language that you can use other than I'm sorry. You know, thanks for your patience. I appreciate you, you know, giving me this space. Um, but be kind to yourself. You know, everything is a step. And sometimes we misstep. You know, I, I mess up at least three things every day. You know, just. <laughs> Just because of whatever, but you know, just be kind and listen to your body. You know, like there are best practices. Everybody's saying, you know, you know, entrepreneurs get up early and entrepreneurs do this and entrepreneurs do that. Give yourself grace. Whatever's your jam, that's what you do. You know, and I think that's the thing that we don't always do. You know, we're constant comparing ourselves and well this person's doing that so I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna do that and, and, and then we get overwhelmed and we shut down and we do nothing and it's because we didn't give ourselves grace we didn't say you know what today I look like what I'm going through so I'm gonna go to all my <laughs> off camera <laughs> you know and it's okay you know and not apologize for I'm sorry I'm not on camera and just say you know what today is a day I prefer not to be on camera and I appreciate your support with it that's it unapologetically yourself right yes just giving yourself grace you know i think every day being conscious of you know what you feel like you know every day every moment and and preparing yourself you know if you're showing up is you know confetti and smiling that's what it looks like (laughs) you know still show up but give yourself grace for how you show up and just be accountable so Show up grace with you. I like that. Let's go. Hey, shout your social media out where everybody can go tune in after this podcast. Still, they want to follow you. Um, what are your social media that can follow you on? LinkedIn is my jam. And you can go right to kenyanadavid.com. I just rerouted it because it's the easiest thing ever. Um, but LinkedIn, I like to connect on LinkedIn. I like to see what, you know, what we have in common. Um, and taking out all the aesthetics of it and just kind of, this is your jam, this is my jam and connecting. Um, and connect with me, it doesn't have to be business stuff. Like I like to talk about all kinds of, I like to talk about food. Hey. I like to talk about, my jam is book adaptations. I'm watching Clarice right now and I've got hey, some comic books about too, it. Huh? huh? You like comic books too, right? 
yes, comic book. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I know we got to wrap it up, but book adaptations is my jam. Um, right now, have you watched, uh, have you read Silence of the Lambs, the Hannibal series? No, I have not. It'll change your life. So they have the Hannibal series, and then they have the Hannibal TV series, and now they just did Clarice. I feel some type of way because I'm not impressed. However, I watch it nonetheless. And I'm not a TV person, but adaptations, Clockwork Orange has a video game. I did not play video games, but that one, I tried it. And um, I got sidetracked because I got really excited about that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I barely uh, the comic books. So when you said, books. I saw like you was like, you were like a lot of things that comic books stood out the most. I was like, yeah, full of yes. knowledge, full of knowledge. Uh, comic books, uh, graphic novels. I have such a collection, chart. like I major, so many I collect that I have insurance on them. Like hey. it is my jam. I'm all, you know, scouring. Uh, I have my husband on eBay. Like, <laughs> I need my stuff. But I comic mean. books, <laughs> comic books, especially, it, that's an adaptation. Hey, are you a Marvel or a DC? You know what? Comic books in and of itself, I'm not. But if it's an adaptation. Is that an adaptation? Okay. Yeah, it has to be a book adaptation. Like Anything that's a book adaptation. I don't care what genre. Like, it doesn't even matter. Even Candyman is coming out. And yeah. I don't know if you ever Candyman. Oh movie. yeah, I love Candyman. Gotta so I'm Candyman. scared. I don't do horror. However, it's based on a chapter in a book. So I'm there. Mm, let's yeah. go. I actually like that. It, it actually, as a kid, um, I didn't really like it as much because it scared me. Like the Boogeyman didn't scare me. Jeepers Creepers didn't scare me. He did though. <laughs> it was like I, I didn't want to go in the bathroom. My cousin would say, "Can't no, don't don't say that. Don't no, leave the door open, bro. I need the lights on. I, I was afraid of dark for a minute. Don't cut the lights off. But hey, I actually want to see that movie. I want to see it. Like you said, that that's a classic book. And they would just say, is it better than the book they're saying, or is it is it t ten times? So it's based on a chapter just in a, a chapter. book. And I want to see that. It's um, so there have been a few different Candyman's and a few different versions. And Candyman was actually based, some of the pieces were based off a true story. Um, a woman in Chicago, her house, um, somebody broke into her house through the bathroom window and killed mm. her. Mm. Those pieces are in the book. Cool. I mean, I yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I love adaptation. I love anything. It doesn't, oh, we. We <laughs> they want to know more. They got. They got to tune in to you. They got to go follow you on LinkedIn. They got to hit you up on social media, and we gonna talk about it. We gonna chop it up because I want to yeah. know. I want to get. I want to dive a little deep because I like stuff like that. Not as a kid, I didn't. I didn't like that energy. But now, now, now I know it's just like you said. It's energy is transferable. It's, it's how you see it, how you view it. Um, I can watch stuff like that. It doesn't bother me as a kid. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not watching it, Candyman. Not watching that. Jeepers Creepers at nighttime in the country. I'm not watching that. I can't go outside. I'm looking at, I always like my mom will always tell me when we watch that movie, go outside for something in the car. I'm looking upside the house like, why? Like, like he may fly or something. Like I did not like Jeepers Creepers in the country. That was not me. Yeah, I'm not in the country anymore. No <laughs> I can't do scary, but there are some. I like psychological thrillers, bro. Hey, I like American Psycho. 
they got to definitely tune in. We got to talk about, I want to dive a little deeper into your brain. I'll tell you like the human library over here. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Give y'all the David, definitely come in, crushing it with the PG podcast. It was a blessing. It was love. And if don't nobody tell you guys today, tomorrow, yesterday that they love you, just know, Sean, a PG podcast, Kiana David loves you. Ain't nothing you can do about it. So hate us today, <laughs> hate us tomorrow. It's okay. We're going to love y'all. Hey, we're going to vibe with it. And we appreciate y'all. And we see y'all next time on the PEG podcast. It was love. Mm-hmm.